Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, September 21st. From Tent to House. Today's scripture reading is found in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1-7 through from the New International Version, which reads, After the king was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all of his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, This is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up out of Egypt to this day. I have been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? This is God's word. The formerly mobile collective worship space becomes stationary. The tent slash tabernacle had moved with them, or rather, they had moved with it through the 40 years of those wilderness wanderings. They were a people on the move because they served a God on the move. But once they crossed into the promised land, their wandering days were over. The manna ceases, the guiding cloud vanishes, and the tent settles. Initially, that was in Shiloh, the history of Samuel would indicate, until the tent was evidently sacked in war with the Philistines. Perhaps at the same time, the Philistine foes captured the much-vaunted Ark of the Covenant in battle, that Ark being carried out of the tent like the ultimate Israelite weapon, as if holiness were invested in the object itself, which is always the danger of temples and relics. Power rests in God not in the objects he may utilize, or even in the people who may serve him, or the structures such people may erect and maintain in that service. We tend to forget this, like Joab of old, leaving us clinging to the horns of the altar in that temple courtyard, desperately hoping it will find the magic and somehow save us through some ultimate Hail Mary maneuver as we chant with the Israelites of old for all the wrong reasons. The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. We called this altar abuse before. It's also the temple trap temples don't save, nor is God much interested in saving the temples we build, for him, of course. Which is why there is one desecrated tabernacle location in Shiloh and two destroyed temples on the same spot in Jerusalem, in God's wake. It's made clear in the divine dialogue between king and prophet, David and Nathan, that foregoing a humble moving tent for a grander, permanently located temple was a human conception with a divine acquiescence at best, much like the people choosing a human king. We serve a God who adapts gloriously to the worst of our ideas, not only bringing redemption to them, but even through them. 
we continue to serve a God on the move, a reality better represented by a tent that can be pitched and unpitched at divine discretion than a temple complex that isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mobile versus static, movement as opposed to monument, and yet God acquiesces. Because the divine shows up even in the most static of places and spaces, and can and does imbue even long-standing monuments with fresh meaning. And so as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, consider and ponder. We serve a God who adapts gloriously to the worst of our ideas, not only bringing redemption to them, but through them. When's the last time you had a great idea or heard someone else suggest what you thought was a great idea, only to discover that idea was, shall we say, less than spot on? What did you see God do with and through it anyway? How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young. A place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. One day spent in your house, this beautiful place of worship, beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. I'd rather scrub floors in the house of my God than be honored as a guest in the palace of sin. All sunshine and sovereign is God, generous in gifts and glory. He doesn't scrimp with his traveling companions. It's smooth sailing all the way with God of the angel armies. Selah, pause in his presence. <laughs>